Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. You might remember about a month ago, I hinted to the fact that the Bible is, is basically one big story of hide and seek. Uh, on one side, we have God's people who so often are hiding from God. They're hiding in their pride. Or they're hiding in their sinfulness, in their shame. And, and on the other hand, we have uh, the story of a faithful God who continues to search for the lost and, and, and do everything that he can to to, to draw them back into relationship. You see, that's what love does, as we reflected on last week. Love seeks union. Uh, love moves us to take initiative to restore what has been lost. Now, does that mean that we can always restore a broken relationship? Well, no, it doesn't. Jesus uh, reflected a little bit on that last week. That sometimes when you've done everything you can to, to heal, to restore, to uh, enable mutual understanding, and there's no response, there's no healing, there's, there's, no, there's, there's no resolution, sometimes all you can do is, is to let that person go. Perhaps try again later. We can't always bring about reconciliation. Today, we have a slightly different question. The question today is, can we always forgive? Peter goes to Jesus and he says, Lord, how often must I forgive my brothers if he wrongs me? My brother, if he wrongs me, as often as seven times? And Jesus answered, not seven, I tell you, but 77 times. In other words, there's no number. There's no cap. There's no limit. Yes, you can always forgive. Forgiveness was at the heart of Jesus' teaching. Without forgiveness, Christianity just doesn't work. So today I want to reflect a little bit on, on why forgiveness is so important and how we can find the deepest kind of freedom by becoming more forgiving people. I want to encourage you to be open today. Uh, there's probably some of us that are thinking, oh, this isn't really for me. I'm, I'm sorted. I don't really have many people. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm forgiving everyone. You know, I don't have this problem. Uh, but the, the, the truth is that for most of us, I dare say all of us, if we dig beneath the surface a little bit, we'll find it there. There's some unforgiveness lurking underneath the surface. So I want to encourage you to be open today. I want to start by talking a little bit about the soul because if we want to appreciate Jesus' teaching on forgiveness, we need to understand a little bit about how our soul works. What is the soul? Well, put most simply, our soul is that dimension of us that puts us in contact with God. And so for us who believe in God, who believe in eternal life, it goes without saying that the soul 
is the most important part of who we are. When, when the soul is healthy, uh, there's nothing that we can't face. We're able to deal with anything that we come, come against in life. But when the soul is sick, when our soul's unhealthy, we can easily lose our way. We can become a lost cause. So our main job really in the spiritual life is to care for our soul, is to look after it, is to make sure that we provide our soul with the right conditions so that our soul can do its job. I think of the image of a garden. I want to suggest that looking after our souls like looking after a garden. How do you look after a garden? You need to water it, right? You need to weed it. You need to make sure the soil's got the right. The purpose of God's laws and commandments, uh, God gives them to us so that as we follow them, just like we follow the instructions on the packet of seeds, uh, our, our, our souls will flourish. To live a spiritual life, we could say, uh, is to always be conscious of what kind of impact we're having on our soul. When we watch a movie or... Or, or, or the books we read, or, or the, uh, the music we listen to, the things that we're looking at on the internet, the, the games we play, or the, game, the computer games our kids play, uh, the, the people we spend time with, the, the language we use, the amount of time we invest in things like politics and sport, and, uh, the, the, um, the way that we speak about other people. In all of these everyday activities, a spiritual person will ask themselves, well, how is this impacting my soul? Is it providing it with nutrients? Is it, is it enabling it to flourish or, or is it uh, polluting it like, like weeds in a garden? This brings us to the gospel and this theme of unforgiveness. You know, we've got a parishioner in our, in our community here and He's got a garden maintenance business. He's become quite an expert in soil, so I'll give him a shameless plug, Nicholas John Landscapes. Uh, And uh, he's come to realise through his research that a lot of the the fertilisers that uh, people use for their soil, for their gardens, and which they think is good for their gardens, is actually full of toxins. And it's actually hurting, it's harming their soil. It's harming their gardens. And I think we could say the same is true for unforgiveness, that sometimes we think that holding a grudge against someone is good. We think that in some way it's helping us, but Jesus sets the record straight today and he said, well, no, it's, it's actually toxic. It's toxic for your soul. You see, there's no place for unforgiveness in Jesus' version of love. Even when he's hanging on the cross, we don't see any hint of revenge, any desire to punish others. In the first reading today, we hear from uh, the book of Sirach. This is one of the wisdom writers in the Bible and He says to us, forgive your neighbour the hurt he does you and and then when you pray, your sins will be forgiven. 
You see, the writer's helping us to recognise that, that unforgiveness is like a barrier to God. It's like a weed on our soul. But when we're able to let that go, let go of that need to hold something against the other, then we remove the barrier and we open ourselves up to the life of grace. We heard it a few weeks ago. Remember, we were talking about that extraordinary woman, Corrie Ten Boom. One of the things she said was that nothing touches, uh, nothing enables you to touch the ocean of God's love, like forgiving your brother or your sister from your heart. That's why Jesus maintains that we, we must forgive and forgive and forgive. There's no limit because it's crucial for your soul. The million-dollar question, of course, is how we do this. How do we do this, uh, especially when it seems impossible? The simple answer that we get from this story in the gospel is um, that first we need to receive it. We hear in this story of a servant who owes his master 10,000 talents. Now, that's an obscene amount of money. In today's, uh, you know, if you translate it today, it'd be billions of dollars, right? Uh, and of course he couldn't pay it, so he goes up and he pleads with his master for more time. So what does the master do? Well, the master goes way over and above. He doesn't give him time. He wipes the debt. He clears the debt fully, which means, of course, that he saves that family. They don't need to be sold anymore. But what's, what's really extraordinary about this story is that this same servant, almost in the same breath, fails to extend that same mercy to his fellow servant who owed him a tiny amount. In fact, not only does he fail to show him that mercy, but he throttles him and he puts him in prison. Now, Jesus is clearly using exaggeration in this story because he wants to make sure that no one can possibly miss the question that he's posing. And here's the question. How could this servant who received such an incredible gift how could he not pass on, extend something of that same gift to his fellow servant? How is that possible? The answer is that the servant accepted the pardon from his master, but he didn't really receive the gift that he was given. I wonder how often we do that with God. That we come to God and we're looking up for some kind of help, some kind of favour, some kind of pardon from God. And we may receive it, but as we receive it, we don't really recognise or appreciate the bigger gift that God is giving us. I wonder how often we, we come out of the confessional and, and maybe we feel a little bit lighter because we've been pardoned. 
and we're happy about that. We're relieved, but we don't really allow the gift of God's forgiveness that we've just received to really sink in and to transform our lives. When we see a crucifix, I wonder how often we actually stop and consider and allow ourselves to be impacted by what that crucifix is representing to us, the gift it is offering us. Yes, in this gospel, as the Master says, Clearly, the point is that we should extend the same forgiveness we've been given. But the deeper point that Jesus is getting at is that we can only give what we have first truly received. Corey Ten Boom said it like this. Remember, she was talking about standing in front of her, uh, that guard from the concentration camp. And, and, and she was saying, I can't, I can't forgive him. But then in the same breath, she said, but Jesus, you can. We can't give what we haven't first received. So how consciously, how deliberately have you received the forgiveness of God in your life and really allowed it to settle into your heart? And to transform your life. Only then is it possible to always forgive. Because it's, it's actually not our forgiveness. It's God's forgiveness that, that's flowing through us. Now, there's a decent percentage of people watching today who understand the message of God's forgiveness, and they might believe it. You might believe it, but there's something in your story which prevents you from really receiving this gift deep into your heart. Maybe it's something that you did or you didn't do at some point in your life. It's a decision you made. And when you think about this thing, you feel a little bit uneasy. You may feel a little bit guilty, a bit shameful, embarrassed. Maybe you feel a bit bad when you think of it. Maybe you've brought this thing to confession, but you find that you're still paying back this debt. You, you, you don't quite have the faith to uh, to accept that God can take this debt fully from you. You find that this, this thing in your story, this moment, this decision, is like a weed on your soul that you just can't pull out. If that's you today, I, I want to I say to you that you can be free. The psalmist today couldn't put it any clearer for us. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills. See, when we entrust ourselves to Jesus, 
He takes the debt from us. He's paid the ultimate price. That's why we call it good news. Because of God's grace, because of his gift, because of his perfect love, we can let it go. We can be free. We don't have to pay any more fees or charges. We can pull that weed out once and for all. And, and so today I want to give you an opportunity to receive that gift deeply into your heart, to allow that, the gift of God's forgiveness to, to break through any barriers that might be preventing you from truly receiving. You might, if you like, just close your eyes for a moment and, and, and just, just call to mind whatever it is that weighs most heavily on your soul at this time. What's that moment? What's that thing in your story that sort of keeps popping up? And if there are many things, just choose the thing that's the heaviest. And from, from that, conscious of that thing, with that thing in mind, I want to invite you to pray after me. We'll just pray line by line. Jesus, I'm sorry for this part of my story which I bring to you now. I believe that you paid the ultimate price so that I can be free. And I receive now your unlimited forgiveness into this area. And you might just consciously receive it. And I allow you, Jesus, to take this debt away from me. I hand it over in faith and in trust. Jesus, may this gift of your forgiving love sink deeply into my soul and transform me. So that I may be a channel of your forgiving love towards others. Amen. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.